There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. Goodness. Oh, wow. yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Now, Bo, you sort of asked me how I was doing before we started. Remember? I remember mm-hmm. asking you, and I feel like I'm not going to like the answer. And you know, you know, that moment right before you step into a party and you go, I'm not going to like this. The energy you can already feel. Yeah. There's something going on. Oh. Well, step into the party, babe. At the party is an ear infection. I heard it was a double. I heard it was a double ear infection. Double ear infection in one ear, an outer and inner ear infection. I can not hear out of my right ear. It is a challenge. And they've got me on a steroid right now, Bo that I'm really sorry I'm not using it at the gym because I think I could like, you know, not, to, not no. to sort of blow the load on the book here, but mom lift a car. You know, like when a mom can yeah, lift a car. Yeah, sure. On this steroid they have me on for my ear infection, I think I could lift a car. We'll get ready for your nipples to look insane. You're not going on steroids. <laughs> I forbid you. Well, no. it's too late, Bo, because on Wednesday I went in for, and they put me on antibiotics and gave me a shot of steroids in the ass. And today I got another one because my ear infection refuses to tame. This is actually, this is really actually freaking me. I'm really scared. I'm so scared. Oh no. And I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm not being like, I'm, no. I'm not like assuaging anything. I you feel are like being this is... perfect. Can I say something? You are being perfect. You want to know why? Because you're being Can there. Can I say something? Say. I'm story stewarding you. Honey. As we've learned from Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Atlas of the Heart. Everyone must watch 
Everyone must watch Atlas of the Heart because I took notes. I told you I took notes. I took notes mentally. I didn't, I didn't write anything down, but I um, <laughs> I, I brought up Atlas of the Heart today in a, sorry, industry term, general. I was like, you have to watch Atlas of the Heart. And the woman were they was like, okay. Well, she literally had the book, but Ugh. like when I described it to her, she kind of like checked out and like wasn't making eye contact with me over Zoom. And I was like, okay, so I guess you, I don't know what you're trying to s- communicate with me to me non-verbally. Are you, are you interested or are you not? Here was my sort of vibe in in absorbing Brene Brown. And I would say to anyone at any general or or or, or outside of a general, yeah, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to drink one of these THC <laughs> seltzers by Wonder from Higher Vibes. We're not getting an ad. This is not them. an ad. It's just me sort of just extolling praise on this beverage, mm. which... I'm drinking a blackberry lemon beverage. My God. And I sat here and I was so touched by what Brene was saying that I wrote down these things. Connection is a listening and believing. Okay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look at this. Nothingness is the answer to overwhelm. If you ever feel overwhelmed, the answer is to just do nothing. Sit down, do nothing. If you can. Not if you're a mother, not if you're a parent. The enemy of connection is control. That was like the last episode. I know all of this. Oh, honey. You don't have to tell me. When I saw the enemy of connection is control, that really broke. It, it really was a watershed moment. Brene Brown Brene. has a way. It's actually rule of culture number 44. Brene, Brene Brown has a way. Has a way. And I was just to- totally overwhelmed by all of this. And uh, honestly, I- I'm employing a lot of these these sort of mantras because when I tell you the ear infection comes a day before I need to fly to New York to do Watch What Happens Live, which readers of this podcast know is my one true dream. So huge. So huge. And I will not allow an ear infection to stop me from promoting the upcoming I Love That For You on the television program Watch What Happens Live. Now that's interesting because it's also a segue, Bo. It's also a segue, but can I just really quickly propose that you ask you pull a Mariah Carey. Famously, Mariah Carey <laughs> on Watch What Happens Live asked Andy to flip to the other side yeah. so that she they could get her good side. And right. I think if, if you can't hear if you're out of your right ear, then that means you have to sort of flip over Technically, to hear the left one. in order to hear best, I should sit in Andy's seat so that my left ear can be nearest to the grand dame herself, Karen, Karen Huger, Huger, and Andy Cohen, Andrew Cohen. I will not allow any ear nonsense and I know I know historically they're exacerbated by flights but I will not let it stop me I'm going to New York and by the time this airs the episode will have aired of Watch What Happens Live by the time you listen to this podcast episode I should say and so just pray that I made it and pray that on April 17th I was on Watch What Happens Live with Karen Huger honey you're gonna do great this is one of those things where like you deserve this more than anybody I know thank you I'm so excited yes do you do you agree I actually think I've put in the hard yards and I think if I'm going to have my very first televised talk show appearance, it has to be Watch What Happens Live. When they told me it was with Karen Huger, I fell out of my chair. I was One in of makeup. the best to ever do on, it. on the show, I love that for you, getting ready for my big take. And they told me it was Karen Huger and I fell out of the chair. No one could understand why I was so, why my faculties were so gone. Yeah. But wow. 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 I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for... You going on Watch What Happens Live to promote I Love That For You, premiering on Showtime. Mm-hmm. April what? 29th streaming, and it airs on Sunday, May 1st. 
I don't understand it, but that's what's happening. And apparently, there's a precedent for the streaming on Fridays. Yeah, and the yeah, yeah. We don't, have, we don't have to get it. We don't have to get it. We don't have to get into all that. It's not our job. But here's the thing about our guest, the showrunner. The showrunner. Most powerful person in Hollywood. One might say. I feel like this This is a major moment. I've loved this person for so, such a long time. Hello? Hello? I, I just have to say, like when I first met the guest, it was my callback audition for I Love That For You, and I <sighs> was very nervous to meet her. Because then it's like a thing of, you have to go be funny in front of the funniest person. What? And she's someone who's like, she's not like these other people who like, not like the other girls dip their toe. Not like the other girls who dip their toe into like memoir essays and you know, kind of phone it in. This is this is long form. She's a long form writer. It's okay? writing. It's writing. Capital W. And, and the guest is such an amazing writer. And the new book, which is out April twenty sixth, it's called "I'll Show Myself Out." It's essays on midlife and motherhood. I am absolutely loving this. And it's really caused me to, I don't know about you, Bo, but like really renegotiate and like think again about me being a child and thinking more and really considering my mother in a way that I never had until reading this. And I I just can't say enough about it. It's so funny. It's so... It's so smart. It's the writing is so like, oh my God, like... I've never seen that sense before. It, it hits. It hits. It hits. I just finished it today. I loved it. Just the end is mm. really special. Yes. Let's tell this to her in person while we look at her through this. We're going to tell this to her in person. And um, listen, I mean, you may know and love our guest. Actually, we spoke about voiceover before. Peek behind the curtain. We were all chatting about, you know, setting up tech to record our voices during the pandemic. You may know our guest as Jesse on Big Mouth. Okay. So that's sort of an on-camera extraordinaire animated sense. And then also Emmy winner for Inside Amy Schumer. Truly one of those people that's that's worked on everything good. Mm-hmm. And that will continue because when I tell you she's just such an incredible force behind I Love That For You, the series I'm lucky enough to be on with Vanessa Bayer, Molly Shannon, and Jennifer Lewis at all. I'm just so like excited to work with this person and I'm just incredibly bowled over and honored that she's here to be on Lost Culturista. So please welcome into your ears, Jesse Klein! Oh my God, you guys, I don't know if I want to cry or throw up or both. I'm Maybe just it's so cold. I might be both. It's a hold my hair moment. I'm so, <laughs> you guys are so nice. Thank you for saying such nice things. I am truly flipping out to be on this with you guys. Deserving We're, ass. I, I I told you b- right before we started recording, um, your last book, you'll go out of it, was like my last great like subway read. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh-huh. like it was it was just but it was just one of those books where I was like, damn, like I feel like she's really she you write with I don't know, such like a crispness. I I don't I don't mean to like throw oh these words God. at you that like I don't Too know, much. sound a little I don't know, uh uh just like out of like a th- thesaurus or something, but like <laughs> It was. It, I don't know. It's. It's just. It's. It's a really sharp book. And I. And I, and then reading this, I was like, kind of expecting something similar. But this is totally structured in such an interesting, different way that I was like, once again, sort of blown away by like the thing you're trying to write being so unlike a lot of things that like people who work in comedy do. 
Does that, does that make sense? No, I, um, well, again, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so glad you read the first one on the subway. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, what, where, it's really place? where it belongs on the yeah. subway <laughs> or on the toilet is really where I want my words to be. All consumed. good books. All good books. Yeah. All good books. So that but I'm telling you, so I wish happy. I could read on the subway more. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, the su- <laughs> I know the subway's maybe gotten a little dicey, but you know, uh, yeah. so that leaves us with the toilet, I guess. But um, yeah. And I do believe in like having a book by the toilet. I just I'm not trying to be like a flippant about it. I think that's such yeah. a great a great place to read. But um, it's so funny. Like that first book, I was really kind of unemployed when I got like not really the offer to write the book. I was hooked up with a book agent by my manager at the time. And um, I was really kind of, I guess, I think we had just finished shooting the first season of Inside Amy Schumer. And so we didn't know that people would like it. We didn't Mm. know if it would come back. I sort of, Mm. I mean, I liked it, but I just assumed most things don't really go Uh. the way you want them to. So I kind of was, I was out of a job. I didn't have anything mm. else to do. Uh-huh. And then um, I met this book agent, David Kuhn, who was very encouraging and had read just like little bits and pieces of things. I had, I don't know, little essays here and there that were on maybe the internets or something. And um, anyway, I just wrote it really kind of on like a lark. Like we <laughs> shopped it and someone bought it. And I just was like, oh, books don't, no one cares about a book, but I, this is all <laughs> I have to do. I mean, I was just wandering these streets. I had nothing. And um, (laughs) I would go sit at a little like cupcake wine shop near where I was living in New York at the time. Incredible. Just, oh, you're welcome. (laughs) And just um, (laughs) get like a cupcake and a glass of wine at like a tight 1130 a.m. Good. And just type away. And then uh, it became a book. It became a book, but like I still think about poodles versus, versus wolves all the time. <laughs> I still poodle versus wolves. Poodle, poodles and wolves. I th- I think about this essay you wrote about working at SNL and just thinking in terms of like the 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 different levels of like not envy that you feel, but like the le- like the levels of like man, I wish I could be in that place. And then you get to the place and you're like, I wish I could be in this other more inner circle of the place and then you get into that inner circle and then you're like oh but there's yet another inner circle that i i want to like try and get into and like and it just leads like into the deepest part of lauren's brain like how can i just go into like lauren's <laughs> exactly cortex? you're j-lo in the cell all of a sudden <laughs> yeah it looks yes, the same yes. i'm yes. sure his brain looks the exact same yes. as that movie i look the same as her the room looks the same as her <laughs> everything's the same it's the same <laughs> it's the same it's the same but then but then i think you like was widened like scoped it out to like this concept of like and this was like when we were starting to like figure out that this was like a thing that everyone was dealing dealing with with social media, like when you see someone's like beach vacation photos, like try to like resist that urge to be like, I wish I was there because once you're there, you're like, oh, it's not what I thought it would be. Anyway, I just think that, mm-hmm. that like, what like you like were able to take like this SNL sort of narrative and then like make it seem very universal. And anyway, I just the like not being a mother, I like read this this new book and I was like, damn, like how am I? It's it's so wonderful that like I'm able to like read it and go. I'm going to reevaluate things about my own life. Like, oh my that was god, nice. really? Wait, yeah. How so that's so it's such a relief to hear because I feel like um, I just sort of knew with this. Like, I guess my son was maybe like around. My son is almost seven now, and um, I don't know. It just sort of struck me like when he was around like two ish or three ish. Like, oh, maybe I would like start to write a book about what this experience has been like. But right. and I sort of talk about it at the beginning of the book too. Like, 
does anybody give like one hot fuck about like reading about parenthood if they're not a parent? And I know I've read books where like, I didn't care about it so much, but I was like, I kind of wanted to just approach it from like, this is, this is like what I've been going through. And also like, I guess for me being a mother, I did start to reconsider my own relationship with my, with both of my parents, but especially my mom who I, you know, I adore and I love her, but I was like, did she feel this level of like, (sighs) get me the fuck out of here (laughs) when I was a kid. And I, I, I can't speak for, you know, all parents or mothers, but I feel like, if someone says no, they're lying. Well, yeah. I, I, there was a moment where, and it was, um, there's a moment in the book where you discuss sitting with Asher trying to get him to use a public restroom. <laughs> and you're sitting, because he's been successfully potty trained at home sure. with, with the smaller, I guess, peeing, like Peeing plastic. like a hero. Peeing yeah. like a hero at home yeah. in a little plastic potty. I literally, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had an extreme vivid flashback and actually had to put the book down and like walk around because I for the very first time was transported back to when I was a kid when I was a small kid I was deathly afraid of getting the throat culture like when my throat was hurting yeah and it still bothers me a little bit but I'm telling you like Jesse it was like a thing where I knew I was going to the doctor later in the day and and, and would and would be fidgety all day and cry and then I remember it, one time we didn't even get it successfully because for 90 minutes when I was like six or seven, <laughs> I screamed and cried. And I, this is this is what struck me about it because it was the very first time reading your book that I, and this is what, what really stirred me and got me, got me kind of emotional was I had never considered my mother as the main character of that situation. Oh my God, I had that. never actually thought of her, who she was the only person with me at the time, my father wasn't there, and this older male doctor who was fed up with me and letting my mother know it. But and me as a child, obviously not having any like permanence outside of myself, only being focused on getting this fucking stick out of my mouth and away from me and getting home to watch TV or whatever. And I had never really thought about what must be going on in my mother's head, you know, as someone who just wants her child to be healthy, who also probably has a thing going on in her brain of this doctor is going to think I'm a mother who can't control my son, who also is stressed out because it's so simple just sit there and get the throat culture done. It's so easy, but also is stressed out for the child and what they're going through. Then maybe even emotionally taking the kid's side because it is a lot. It is going down his throat. It has to be so much. And I'm telling you, your book and your writing and the way that you sort of described the situation got me to consider my mother and my parents in a way that I never had. And it's like that throughout the book. I am sure that is like truly you don't even know what it means to me. I mean, I have many things to say. Mm. I'm so touched, first of all. I mean, that's like my dream of all this here are some notes i was taking in my mind while you're talking one i'm sorry to say even she's like, still show say, running say the word jesse has notes from me and by the way i have to say i always love notes from jesse they always make my performance better so oh, this is my dream to get <laughs> Jesse the best no these are notes i was taking things i want to say one i just want to talk about throat cultures mm. i still cannot do them they bad still, culture uh, i it's why why is this still the technology we're using to find out if we have like the thing in the back, the wooden stick on my tongue, honestly, it does create so much anxiety and stress in me. 
I, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. So poor young Matt Rogers, poor us still having to do this. Well, that's yeah. the first thing. Yeah. Secondly, well, and then I have something to say about your ear infection too. In a very Jewish mom way, I have thoughts for you about the plane, but okay, I, that's, good, good, good. I just don't let me forget uh, that. Cause it's important. Open to everything. Um, I mean, the other thing is, you know, just like in all the things you're ticking off about, like thinking about your mom and the situation. And I've with Asher, like going to the doctor, I mean, it's better now because he's older, but those moments of holding them down for Mm. shots, them screaming, the like truly pleading. It's so heartbreaking and all of them. Yeah. Doctors judging me and I can't control my kid. But then the one other thing (laughs) just to say is like, and again, I don't know your mom, but I'm sure she's a perfect person. She's perfect. <laughs> she really is. She's perfect. a fucking perfect angel to have raised an angel such as yourself. Oh my but, gosh. Um, angels raising angels. <laughs> like, there is also like, I mean, the pieces where during, and also because when kids are really little, you're going to the doctor like every week or yeah. at least like we were at the doctor all the time, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there are just the moments where I'm like. I just want to be doing something else. Like yeah. I want to be having a drink. I want to I be know. And like, you know, there was like, the I think I talked about in the book, like you don't ever leave behind. Like I'm still in shock that I'm a mom. Yeah. Like I'm, I mean, I love my kid and I'm like, I get, I'm a mom, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm always like, I used to blow guys. Like, yeah, I, know. I used to like, like, I yeah. was like, that's who I am. Yeah, like, who I am I, is someone who blows guys, not someone who sits guys. around and holds down a kid to get a throat <laughs> yeah, culture. Screaming Fuck. at a baby, trying to hold a baby down. I am out doing stand up like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm and supposed to be getting you, something in my throat. And you're, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was right there. It was right there. So I had to do it. But, um, it's so, oh, the other thing I was going to say is I'm also just so sorry to, like, have use the word potty with like two grown adult men. Cause I feel like it's such a disgusting, emasculating word. And anytime I hear the word potty, I feel like everyone's like sex parts fall off. It's an, I don't think and so, honey, for sure. It's an, I don't potty. think so, honey, just potty. <laughs> no, but anyway, but that was the, that little thing is called a potty, but I'm sorry that it's even been raised this early in this. Beautiful podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's actually perfect because I think you comment on the word horny at one point in the book. And you're like, why haven't we as a society come up with the better word? Yeah. Than, yeah. uh, than horny Strongly because because that feels very like juvenile but potty i think is a very laden word in terms of like the story like if like when my like my sister potty treating her daughter like or just when, when my sister says go potty to my niece in front of me i go wow like that tells me the story of like the the journey that they've been on mm-hmm. yeah yeah and yeah. i think i think that, that i think the word potty once you get to like an adult age, you, you kind of, there, there's an empathy there. Even if I, even if, even, even though I don't have kids, I hear someone say, appear and say potty to their child and I go, oh my God, like the, the, the insurmountable work that's been put into this. Oh my God. Well, you are a true, also a little empathetic angel for feeling that. Cause I'm always just very, uh, it is, I mean, it is sort of, um, it's crazy. It's kind of like, like just once, once I found myself doing that, like that chapter that is about like being sitting on the floor of like a Starbucks restroom. I truly think maybe this is where COVID actually started <laughs> with somehow like some virus like blended with it. Up. We were patient zero, just like the germ layers that were created by my son, like being not being while I cried or some tear <laughs> fell from me onto like a man's fecal germ and then Starbucks. And now we have COVID. But, um, 
Yeah, just those moments. I not only was I feeling very deeply sorry for myself, but I I was just like, God, people have been doing this for ages, and I've never freaking thought about this once. That has to be the thing that you never think. Of. It's like when you think like, and we're gonna have children. Probably something you don't even realize. It's like, it, and the list is probably extremely long, and you do get into all of it. Or it seems like you do. Um, but like potty training a child can't be on the brain. Can't no. be on the brain. No, it was just not even a thought. But it's also sort of like, I feel like, uh, like I remember as a very young person when I was like first looking for an apartment in New York, and I grew up in New York, but so I, I knew like what what how hard it would be. What was but, that? Um, just like that feeling of once you're looking for real estate, mm-hmm. you're like it's all you can think about and it's all you can hear other people talking about mm-hmm. for the rest like, of your life. For yeah. sort of for the rest of your life, and then you're like, how is it not like all anyone's talking about like all the fucking time? But then that kind of got supplanted by by potty training, and now it's on to the next thing. I guess yeah. it's just as you go through each nightmarish stage of life, you're just like, isn't it? Why isn't everyone talking about this nightmarish stage of life? But I think mm-hmm. that's like the way the way the book is structured is perfect. Okay, so for for um for the readers, our the readers, readers, yes, um, it's it's I this is so I, I think you you set it up so really perfectly smart. in the first chapter. It's like it's a Joseph Campbell uh, hero's journey, but like what if the hero's journey is about not going somewhere else, which is what traditionally how they're traditionally framed, but you know staying a mother and not running the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the book is sort of like you kind of going through each part of that cycle um, or, or, or the journey itself. And at one point you say, I think in the, towards the middle of the book that like being a mom is like giving birth every day. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's something like that just that that's that like ruptures a part of your psyche yeah. <laughs> that you, that you yeah. never expected you before. And honestly, and I don't know, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Like for 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 a while, I was like, "This is like unrelenting." Like 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 me reading this book, I'm just like, "There's so much going on here." And then and then, of course, the last two essays are like so beautifully like rendered that like it all like makes it okay, and it all is like beautiful and wonderful and worthwhile. That I was like, "Oh my god, thank God!" But you really had me at least like nail biting until the end, being like. Is this woman going to be okay? Is she like, dead? Is she going to show up for this podcast? <laughs> Did Jesse yeah. die? Is this like a weird podcast where it's like an in memoriam and like this is going to end with like uh-huh. Jesse was supposed to record today and um, she died whatever. of motherhood. <laughs> We're going to put together some clips of other parents she's had. <laughs> it's more of just like a fresh air, like after the person dies. Yes, it's a yes. retrospective. A retrospective of my <laughs> saddest five minute clips from Comedy Central. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, it is. I it is a little unrelenting. No, but like, but but then like but then like but like the point of the book is that you survived and like the survival is like the is the journey and the survival is the beauty and then and then not to spoil it but like the last chapter you kind of describe this fantasy that you want to like jump yeah. ahead to where it's like you know your older son Asher's in his twenties and you guys meet up at like Cafe Clooney. Mm-hmm. And you guys catch up and he's telling you about his work and his life and who he's, you know, dating and this person that he loves. I he loved that. And it, re- it, re- it really made me feel like I want to be, you know what? I've actually tried. I've actually made an effort, but I, I want to be more honest with my 
parents about what's going on in my life. Like, yeah. and I mean, sometimes I know they listen to the podcast and get like a horrifying, like little <laughs> clip of what's happening in my life. Like whatever fucking sexual oh journey God. I'm They're on so that proud day. Of you, Matt. They're so proud of you. I think that they are. But the thing is like, um, I, I wonder, like, it, it is that thing of like, you negotiate how much you want to share with your parents. And then I, I said in reading the final pages of the book, it was sort of very apparent to me. It's like, I think that they would love to hear the specific things I'm going through because you even yes. describe in the book, like when you first sent Asher to preschool, it's like looking out the window, realizing he's spending, you know, four and a half, five hours away from you. And you're like, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on. No idea what's going on. I remember there was, um, first of all, I truly cannot, I'm just so sweet of you guys that you've like read and remembered any specific. We always of read book. the book. We always read the book. No, I know you do. I know you do, but I'm, it doesn't make it any less sweet or awesome. That you we do. loved it. It's our pleasure to read anything oh that you God. write. First of all. So shush. you can um, shush me if you want, you know, I won't shut up. Jewish mom, Jewish mom, <laughs> shushing all over. Um, there was that movie. I don't know if you ever saw, but it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, that Mike Mills movie, 20th Century Women. Yes. Oh my God. So um, good. Annette Benning. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, there's just that moment. And this was like when I think it came out like when my son was very like a baby, like truly a baby, like a few months old or something. But there was a line that she says where she goes, Annette Benning is the mother and has her, her son is like 13 or 14 and is, you know, being a boy out in his little skateboard and listening to punk or whatever. But she says, I'll never get to see what he's like in the world. I'll never know what he's really like in the world. And it's like that notion that like, sort of no matter how close you are with your child. And, and I, you know, it's my parents are, you know, not good, still alive. And I, I now it's that fascinating thing where it does just make you reconsider it all. But when I heard that line in that movie and I was looking at my baby and I'm like, even if I'm very close with him and I do everything right and we maintain you know, I, I'm like, maybe there's a world in which like, boys still love their moms and the women with their dad, you know, but uh-huh. I mean, he loves death. But, um, but like, you'll never, I'm like that feeling of just like, he's, I'm not the way I am with my friends, with my parents, maybe a little bit sometimes. And they're no pretty, way. you know, chill, liberal human beings. It's not like I'm massively purposely needing to hide something from them. But mm-hmm. when you realize like that, it's like this person has come out of you and then one day they'll just really have this whole side that you'll never really get to know. It actually, I don't know, Matt, I think like your parents listening to this podcast must lose their minds in the best way. I they do. think so, they do. definitely. In the best way. And you know, you know what's interesting? It's like, that's another thing is you can never really prepare for what your kid is going to become. And I think that some of the, some of the really interesting moments are when I realized I was an adult with my parents. Is that, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. It's, it's totally. if I ever like got to a place where, and I remember, well, this might be an overshare, but like there was like a, a period Impossible. of time. There was like a period of time several years ago where I feel like I was explaining things about my perspective to my father and there were hard conversations. I mean, we had like one time a blowout in a in beer authority on 40th and 8th. I remember that night. I remember that what? night. That I think because you- I called you like crying because we had had a blowout fight because I was explaining why I was supporting Bernie Sanders. And it was just such a funny zoom out. Oh my like, God, that's such out. a dad fight. That's you know such what I mean? a dad like, fight. And, and I, what I said was, what I said that really took him out of the restaurant and down the street and we didn't speak for two days <gasps> was 
that I explained to him that he may need to, and, and probably inelegantly I said this, but check his privilege on something because he is an older straight white man who yeah, is whatever. That. And that was like, this was 2016, 2015, 2016, when people did not, this was not just the vernacular. You know what I mean? This was still like something that was becoming yeah for, for you know, people of that generation, like part of something they could accept hearing about themselves. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that, you know, the, everyone has privilege, et cetera, as we know, and it's about checking all of our own individual privileges in order to get to understanding. But he only heard me me saying like he was out of touch and didn't have a social conscience and whatever. And I think that two days later when we had a conversation, I told him, I was like, dad, I want to apologize for us getting into a conversation where both of us got upset. I never want to see you hurt, but I will not take back what I said. Because because I, I genuinely feel that's something we all need to do. And maybe I could have gone about saying it better. But his response to me was interesting because I could tell that he had considered what I said. And maybe it had, um, you know, illuminated him not just to that topic, but to that maybe I was someone who could also engage with him about new ideas and things. Yeah. Which has to be kind of crazy yeah. when you gave birth to and reared that child. And... I'm sure that you and I know Bowen ha- has this with his parents as well. Yeah, I want. I'm so fascinated to hear. Like, are you guys close with your parents? I am. I mean, I we're on good terms. I I I I could do better about like reaching out to them. I I did call them yesterday um, while I was reading your book just to be like, I should. I mean, it, it, it did like. Well, I feel like I feel like Matt and I have been in a lot of like parent content recently, and like. <laughs> We like we 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 like saw everything everywhere all at once. And we yes, like, uh, and I like, haven't seen dying to see. Absolutely amazing, so, so incredible. And I told my parents about it too because I think that they I think that they'll like really really enjoy. It. I think yeah. almost for that reason too. But yeah. you know, I I I identify as being close with my parents, but it still is that thing where my dad did send me a text and he was like, "I really want your mom to come out and see you soon." And I was like trying to find a time in my schedule that would be good. And I was just like, "It's crazy to have to do this for your mother." Like yeah. like drop everything. You know what I mean? And then in reading the book, just like hearing the blood, sweat and tears that goes into motherhood, I'm just like, it really, it not, it doesn't put you as a child in a state of guilt, but it puts you in a, it gives you like a real understanding of the fact that like this person like survived so you could live. Survived so you could live. Wait, <laughs> you I also know? just want to stop and say, I'm so impressed that your dad is sending texts. I think that's not <laughs> oh, he, he be be on Instagram too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, my dad, uh, well, my dad's pretty old. He's, an 81 or 82 no but yeah and my mom is i taught my mom how to send text she can do it my dad doesn't i don't think he uses cell phone anyway so i'm i'm impressed but you guys are also younger younger parents when it comes to travel we all have that happy place whether it's the beach ski slopes couples getaway or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and 
domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed, finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Wait, can I say the, the ear infection thing? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Because this is important. If you're getting on the, I feel like, actually, I think when I was promoting my last book, I had to fly and I had a terrible cold. I didn't have an ear infection, but I was like very congested. Mm-hmm. And I, had, but I was like, I've flown with a cold before. It's no big deal. Okay. I don't want to scare you. Yeah. But then as we were 
started to um oh, yeah, descend. Say, uh, what descend not decline i did start to decline as we started to descend <laughs> i for the first time in my life i felt like a pain in my ear mm-hmm. like someone was i don't, it, I don't like ahead, on bending, me. like a screwdriver was going to my ear sure. and i i honestly started to panic that like my brain might explode i was like i yeah. made a terrible mistake you're not supposed to fly with like this level of a sinus, whatever I had. And it, and then I was in pain for hours yeah. after. And it's crazy because I'm, I'm supposed to see Pam Anderson in Chicago right after I get off the plane. So I got, I got to figure this out. This is what my doctor told me to do. And I did it on the way back and it helped take an incredibly strong decongestant mm-hmm. like an hour before. Like yeah. an Advil cold and sinus, the one they keep behind the register because people can make meth out of it. <laughs> the one you need like your passport to buy. Yeah, the one you need your <laughs> you need your new yeah, the, like your yeah. new driver's Social ID. Social security card. <laughs> exactly. But Letter of recommendation. Anyway, I just didn't want to let you go without telling you that. I think that's what you need to do. Because yeah. I want you to have a great time and watch what happens live and I'm so excited for you that you're uh, going on. I mean, listen. And that is and that, that see, you can't stop parenting. And I know you think of me as your baby. I yeah, you're one of my babies. I mean, not as much as a baby as, you know, Jennifer Lewis calling calling all of us babies, which made me so incredibly happy. But um, um the babies. Did did you know that my nickname for I for a second I didn't know she knew my name because I was only exclusively referred to as the baby. Yeah. Like <laughs> now are we on my coverage or is it the baby? Where is it the baby? Uh, and where is the baby coming in? Uh, now the, the baby, baby. And the baby standing over here. Oh I was my the god! Baby. You were the baby pretty much the whole time, but like also Aiden's the baby. Mm-hmm. But she most of her scenes were with you, so yeah, it was calling you the baby was so incredibly sweet. I loved that. So incredibly sweet. That's nice. Even at even in his thirties, still, you know, I got that baby face though. It's a, it's actually a real culture number fifteen. You could be a baby in the thirties. You, you could be a baby, baby, baby in the thirties. Fully believe. I proved it on set. Endorse. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, are you excited for it to come out? Oh my god! We, okay. we got to talk about it. Let's talk about it. I was just on like a hour long marketing meeting where, like, it's so crazy. Um, I also just need to say, the world is going to lose their freaking mind seeing Mm-mm. Matt Rogers in this show. I can't. He is so. I mean, everyone is amazing. But I'm just going to say, Matt, I truly, I'm not blowing smoke. I very easily could have dodged out of this. <laughs> but I'm so happy to say, like, I just, you're just like, a, like, a, well, I, I wanted, I was about to say a word and then I realized it makes me sound like a, like a New York Times critic, but you're incandescent. No, don't be a New York Times. Incandescent. Incandescent. Lit from within. Lit from within. I remember I once, I remember when Claire Danes first, like, came on the scene, like, Mm. I was like still reading like Premier Magazine and someone was talking about her and my so-called life. And she's lit from within. I was lit from within. Lit there, from there, within. There's nothing better you could say about a title person. Of lit from within. Uh, lit from within is title Matt of Matt Rogers is lit from within. No, but honestly, you know, when some, whenever I say someone carries the light, that's the highest, the highest, the light. Um, the highest compliment I can give. But it's a great no, I mean, you, I, I just, I can't, stop talking about it but like um you guys did such an incredible job writing the show and um you know obviously it came together really great but i just i you're you're very 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 good at what you do both on the page and on the laptop which becomes a teleplay a teleplay a teleplay which is a page which is on a page on a screen yeah on a page i um that's so nice to hear i um 
I still feel like uh, just in the rule of culture that you can still be a baby in your 30s. I'm in my 40s. Still feel like don't look like a baby. Feel like a baby. But yet they have you running a a show. I don't. I I have to say, I did think, um, you know, a lot during during production about like, you know, you are kind of the production mom to yeah. some degree, mm-hmm. you know, boss, mom, boss or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I love doing this show and, and, um, I mean, everyone made it such a pleasure and the crew is so love. Like it was such a sweet pea group of humans. Mm-hmm. And then how lucky am I to be working with just this cast of people mm. and, <laughs> there are just so many days though where I just still feel a real emotional disconnect with like I can't believe like I you know I'm in charge like yeah yeah that is it is a crazy feeling like what because because you've earned it but but convincing yourself you've earned it is crazy it well it's less honestly even the well I mean obviously I don't believe I've earned anything but um, <laughs> well, uh, the earning aside, also as I'm like looking, I'm like half my gel nail is really un- unappealing nail situation. Your nails, they look Definitely. stunning. They look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Just started peeling them off. But um, I remember the first, uh, like the first few weeks when I was doing Inside Amy Schumer with Amy and our amazing work husband Dan Powell, who's the other EP on that show. Mm. It was the first time. And I wasn't the showrunner of the show. Dan was the showrunner, but I was the head writer and mm-hmm. another EP. So it was like me and Amy and Dan were in charge of the show. And um, I had never been in charge of the show before. And there was some moment where like some like a network or a question came up that like had to be answered or solved. And it was like, oh, well, we should figure that out. Uh, <laughs> and then oh, it was like, where's mom, where's mommy and daddy? Yeah. And then we were all like where mommy and daddy and that was like <laughs> where the fucking mommy and daddy and it was a really really surreal moment and the parallels not to whatever but like the parallels with parenthood are pretty intense mm-hmm. where you're just like i never and maybe I, I i don't know if everyone feels this way i think i maybe i'm just very in touch with my inner little baby who doesn't like know anything but i it's just always a strange feeling i don't know yeah. if you guys I mean, I would imagine you guys both feel that, or maybe you, maybe you don't, but sometimes feeling like you're both just such high achievers and doing such incredible things that just those moments where you're like, it's just a version of, I can't believe I'm here and that I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. Well, like parenting, um, I feel like it's old self versus new self. And like mm-hmm. the reconciliation feels so crazy. Like you're like, but those aren't the same people. Like I'm, I'm like work mommy, but I was never, but I was baby before. Yeah. Or I'm mommy, but I was baby before. Yeah. It's a version of like, I'm an adult. Like there's being an adult. And then I guess being a parent is like sort of super adult. But really it's all just like truly in any capacity, even before I became a parent, any moment, anytime I have to fill out a form, I feel like, what am I doing? (laughs) How am I filling out a fucking form? But like anytime I'm dealing with any kind of insurance, I'm like, this isn't for me. Yep. That's right. the thing I think adults? I'm the most baby about too. And I just want to change insurance. Oh, forget it. No. I was going to ask you guys, what are you, what are you the most baby about in your life? Because oh. I'm identifying with that. I just had to switch my insurance from WGA to SAG. And it was like no. learning to walk. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I, I, all of it. We phone. What is it for you? Little tasks. Um, I, I would say it's insurance. I mean, I, I, I have my like new insurance card just on my table. I, I, 
I'm so scared to touch it. I don't, I don't, yeah. I can't even touch it. Like it's like electric or something. And then I just wanted to say that like, it's so interesting hearing you say this and it's refreshing because I, because I think at least people in our circles have like <laughs> really like poo pooed on like the term adulting or the discourse around <laughs> hashtag adulting. Sure. It's a, it's a terrible word. It's terrible. It's, word. it's so reductive, but it does like, it is like an index. It's a name for something that like, I think we, that is very normal for people our age to feel. Yeah. Where in terms of like, Oh, okay. Like I, I have to like acclimate myself to like this new reality, which like is a very like, complex thing and of course it's stupid to reduce it to a word like adulting but <laughs> i feel like people I, I don't know i don't know if you if you guys feel this way but i feel like people are afraid to talk about their adulting moments because the term has so much bad has so much like bad energy around it mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i know it totally well i feel like it's sort of like what i was saying before i can't believe people aren't talking about it more, but it feels like when you open the door to talking about it, people are so relieved to talk yeah. about it. Cause I'm like, yeah. and again, I'm, I'm 46. I, I really still, I mean, I'm exceptionally bad at all of those things. Like, but like anything, money, bank, <laughs> credit insurance, cards. credit cards. Mm-mm. Like I, I just, um, and I was, I, I can give myself like, I guess a tiny bit of grace, although I think it's expired now. Cause I, <laughs> I never was really taught how to do those things for whatever uh-huh. reason. Home ec did home not ec. do what it needed to do. I'm sorry. Home like ec. The, the way that they taught us ec. how to, oh. I went to New York city public school. We didn't have home ec. Right. I, 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 at the Long Island public school I went to, we had, we had to take home ec and I don't know, Bowen, did you take home ec? I did not take it. No, I should. So you think that as a result of me taking home ec, I would know for sure by the time I got to college how to do like laundry. No, you would be positive (laughs) that by the time I had my own apartment, I had boiled pasta for certain. (laughs) No, you would think I knew the difference between a credit card and a debit card because because it's such a simple difference. The answer is is no. no home ec taught you how to cross stitch and heat oh. and, and and like heat oh. an oven maybe that's it matt did None your school have like the the robot baby basically oh. like they would give you the, the baby <laughs> yeah the baby which by the way has none of the complexities of a real baby okay no. the baby don't the babies don't get like you know colicky for no reason the baby there's always an Jesse, answer do you, know, do you know what we're talking about Wait, is this? I'm so, about to be really sad. Is this the version? Because is this where you were like trying? You're taught how to like take care of something and how to take yes. care of it. Yes. So they, okay. they gave you a, a baby that was like basically like it had like a random timer on. Like they would program this like doll basically to like mm-hmm. cry at at insane hours. Wait, can I just blow your mind? I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> yes. But this is such this is such a like I'm more than ten years old than you. When I was a kid, this ex- we all had to do this, but we were given a fucking egg. Yep. Oh, it was yeah, just yeah, we an did egg. We it was just that. an egg. It wasn't a robot doll. It was like, here's this egg, and don't break the egg for like two weeks. No, yeah, no. We, we did that too. We all broke the egg. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty I mean, sure yeah. we all broke the egg. And then it's such a, you replace it with another egg. I mean, Duh. what are they what think are we we're doing? Fools? What are we doing? Uh, they, they gave us a full on baby. And the thing is, like, the baby would, as Bowen is saying, you, you on got a timer, one? 
They only gave it to home ec people. They only gave it to home ec people at my school. So we had the baby. I wow. remember I took the, but the, you, you get the baby for like 24 hours. Cause I think that they were dealing with parents that were like, don't give my kid this baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I understand he needs to learn about making choices, but I made my choices. Thank yeah. you very much. And I had my yeah. child when I was damn good and ready and I don't uh -huh. need this strange robot baby coming in and absolutely screaming on a timer. Yeah. Like the baby's getting tossed. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So so basically, yes, every five, six hours, the, the, the baby needs to eat and then it goes to bed and then maybe it makes up, wakes up once, but it's not a baby and so carries none of the danger of real no, baby. Of course, and of you course. are never going to invest in that baby. The stakes couldn't be lower. The stakes and are so low. what are you supposed low. to do when the alarm would go off? What, like, what are you, you just have Put to the bottle on its mouth. It was like a battery bottle. So it's like registering whether you took care of it or not. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't have to go Got out and buy it. a new formula. You didn't have to, you certainly, have, I'm sorry, but the car seat thing in the book, Jesse oh. goes into the mechanics of putting a car seat. In, and it's it's one of those things like potty training where you can't possibly be thinking about it when you're deciding to have a child, but the car seat may scare one away. This, mm. The car seat, I will say, um, and again, this is where like I, I felt a little bit like, am I just such a fucking terrible piece of shit human being that I... I like hate this so much and like so many days chose <gasps> to <laughs> stay at home <laughs> rather mm -hmm. than to try to put my kid in the car seat because there were just so many days where like many versions of him hating it, many versions of me hating <laughs> it, like him hysterically crying, like to drive a car <laughs> while a human being is just screaming behind you um, is so nerve wracking. It's, it's it's like very yeah. little is worth it because also when you're taking kids somewhere, I'm like, what are we going to miss out on the rubber room and we're going to? <laughs> Let's fucking stay at home and at least I can drink here. But our, um, and I I'm mean, not gonna and I'm not gonna drink and drive, obviously. Uh, listen, yes, of course, of course. Our, our our producer Becca says I had to do the fake baby in middle school and I got stares in Marshalls because people thought I was actually a teen mom, which is also <laughs> something you're inviting. Because a lot of these yes. kids after school hit up the Marshalls like you do, and they have to bring their damn fake baby with them. And then you know, in like w mothers everywhere, they they're just they're looking at that teen child and they're thinking, who's her mother? Who's and then it goes mother? back to your mother. Because well, of don't course send she's mixed blamed. messages. Don't send mixed messages. We want these kids to not be babies yes. having babies. Don't like, don't give a baby. It's like you should not be taking it. I mean, is that I guess the point? I don't know. Are you supposed to be good at it or bad at it? Yeah, what if everyone You're gonna be bad at everyone it. in school was like, we decided we loved it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go get knocked out. Um, I have one, I was just remembering there was one just in the world of like other, sorry, adulting. A truly embarrassing memory just came back to me of being in college, like my first few months in college, and my dad had like opened like a checking account for me to have because I was now an adult and I was mm. gonna have a job yes. Yes. at the school to pay for my tuition. <laughs> and I was my <laughs> I was a shelver in our library. And so my check <laughs> I got a check every two weeks for truly it was probably about like four dollars. But I was like, I've gotta go <laughs> deposit my check. I gotta <laughs> <laughs> gotta go right. But so I got this little check and I was so stupid and didn't know anything about anything. How to deposit never, the check? Yeah. I, I took the check <laughs> and I just was like, I have a bank account and this is a check. And there was one bank off campus and I just walked into it. 
And I was like, <laughs> here's my chat. And they were like, who are you? And I, was like, I have an account, don't I? And then they're like, and they were like, you? you don't have an account here. And I was like, oh, it's not just, there's no But this is not the bank, yes? <laughs> I am here for my father's bank. <laughs> and it wasn't, I didn't know, I just, they were like, you don't have an account at this bank. There's different banks. And oh, I remember. Oh, no. I, I was just so, so, like, truly just got taken back to how embarrassed. Like, the person was like, you're so fucking stupid stupid yeah and i just you know but i really do feel like i mean i still feel this stuff all the time yeah that's how bad i am doing it i don't know though like i think <laughs> i like that you're very honest in the book about how like you know human beings like i think this i think you were talking about like um either it was like the uh, like the underwear sandwich or was something about like you know <sighs> Like human beings are like evolved to raise children um, in a village. Mm-hmm. Like you have like everyone's supposed to hand down this knowledge to you, and like I mean the, with with the check situation, like n- no one handed down the knowledge to you that you were supposed to like go to your branch of a of a specific bank. But um, I I like th- I like that I like that there's um something so like concrete about like yes like it makes total sense to have other people helping you raise your child and like <laughs> i feel like childcare is one of those i think about for some reason i think about my nieces going to daycare and i think about the the people working in that daycare and i start to like cry mm-hmm. i'm like they have the hardest fucking jobs in the Ab- world so, yes. yeah yes Anyone and yeah doing any of this wait how old are your nieces um they just turned four and two they're oh gorgeous and stunning, and I think going to be like they they might become nightmare models. No, oh, they won't. No, oh, they because, won't because they're so beautiful that 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 like you almost can't be that beautiful without having at least monstrous tendencies. But they have the best parents, and that's good. But it may not matter when you're that stun. We'll see. But um, I mean, it's but, nice to have the option. Totally, they have, and, but they also have their incredible uncle who will ground them. Sure, I don't sure, know sure. about that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, is going to be buying them garments. <laughs> and I, this is this is this is something that like my sister is like so like adamant about. Like she doesn't want to hire help, and I respect mm. that to an extent. And I'm putting my sister on blast. She listens to the podcast. She knows I'm saying this. Oh out my of god, love. let's talk to you. I'm happy to talk to your sister She's, right now. Okay, great. Please, because Yang, I love you so much, and we've talked about this, and this might be like n- not cool to like make this public, but <laughs> she, she she doesn't want help. Yeah, I have a lot to say, and 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 that's Let's okay, and her. that's and that's so like that's amazing. Um, but I think she has this connection to like the way our mother raised us, which was no help. She was working these insane jobs to support us. Didn't speak the language that well when she was raising us like you know my mom is just an an, an incredible mother um and i a think perfect angel two perfect, perfect angel. Raising. and i know and i know that this is coming from a place of like her wanting to honor what our mother did but i think in the year 2022 it's just like it's crazy it's crazy so my mom you know i have two siblings so there's three kids my mom also had no help. There was never any help. My dad worked two, sometimes three jobs. My mm. mom worked a little bit for a while. wasn't working when we were very young just because there was no help. So you, someone has to legally be home. And then she was a teacher. <laughs> so she would go teach. She was teaching at our school and then would come home. We were shitty little kids. We didn't 
help her at all. We're a little fuckers. <laughs> but the same thing, like they never had any help. I think my parents had like one babysitter come one time and truly mm-hmm. like a decade. They mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. nothing. So I under, and I, when I was going to have a baby, I was like, well, I'm not going to have help. I'm right. I'm going to get this cross because I'm going to nail myself to it. I'm going <laughs> to fucking honor what my parents did, honor what my mom did. And then real quick mm-hmm. yeah, was like, fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge privilege yes, to yes, be able yes. to have help. And my parents did not have the privilege. I, I don't know if they would have had help whether or not they did, but it wasn't a choice. Sure. And it's so much privilege to have that option. But if you have the option, I will just say, I can't emphasize enough how much she should take it. Yeah. Just because I remember, I'm trying to remember who it was who said this to me, but it's like, what are you trying to win? Mm. There's no, it's not winning anything. It's not, it's not taking away anything. It's not like giving anyone a medal. It's just, we are meant to, we are truly meant to have more help than we have. And that was an interesting part of the book, I think, which contextualized this a little bit, which I thought was so interesting, which is that the doctor that you spoke to, or who was it you spoke to? Tani Songby, my OBGYN. Yes, your OBGYN. The best doctor in New York. Yes, she, she, I mean, what this advice was like so clear to me once I read it, but it was, you know, we were designed, our bodies, or at least the woman's body was designed to like bear children at like 15 years old, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as a result of just how we've, evolved and back then there would be more help because there were you know villages of people and there were literally parents that were still young enough to you know participate in the rearing of a child and now our society is just simply not set up for that and so to say i'm not going to have help is actually sort of against naturally what we crave we are descended from gilmore girls Everyone was supposed to be Gilmore Girls. It was always supposed to be like year 14 and your mom's like 26 at best. It's actually number 50. We are descended from Gilmore Girls. Girls. (laughs) But it it, it would be like Gilmore Girls would be in the house living with like 10 other people. 10 Mm -hmm. other Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like just Gilmore Girls. It was Gilmore Girls all the way back. Oh my God. So so much talking. Your great grandmother would be like 56. Yeah. 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 And so there would just be all these capable capable people all over the place i was what's called geriatric mother because i was pregnant when i was 39 mm-hmm. and that's considered geriatric yes yeah, like 34 geri- is right i think oh like starting God. at 38 you're like a geriatric pregnancy wow. but anyway medicine but um <laughs> i my parent and my parents you know i i have an older brother who's four years old anyway my parents were old like i was old and so they were old mm. and they were nearby but like they weren't gonna be able to really help yeah Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. i mean so yeah that's the thing it's just we are we are this idea of like this nuclear family where like yeah that's how you're supposed to do on your own is really it's really fucked i just want to disclaim uh to my sister (laughs) that this is not we're not being prescriptive necessarily this is just I, i would never dare tell her how to parent a child especially being a fucking childless homosexual um <laughs> but like i just i, I, I she, she, me and me and my brother-in-law agree on this that like mm, help would that's be powerful like, that's powerful <laughs> <laughs> but like because he's a force of personality he is he is but i i think i think my i think my mom also kind of 
agrees too that like I'm anyway sure. we're not we're not we're not we're not like pressuring <laughs> no, or, or no, no, bullying no. her into doing this i just think and and she is like and she's going through huge positive changes in her life right now in terms of her career and all this stuff and she's going to have time to like really pursue things that she wants to do um going forward which i'm so happy for her about um but i think even then like give yourself some latitude to like I don't know, like cater to your own needs mm-hmm. while she, of course, is the best mom in the world to these girls. A- anyway, that's no, And I'm, I'm telling so you, it will be that. because of her if they're not nightmare models, because of how gorgeous they <laughs> yes. simply are. I mean, yes, like I yes, see yes. pictures of them and I sort of have to take another breath. Oh, wow. That's like crazy. an extra breath. Like, <sighs> anyway, they're, 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 not they're just wonderful. one intake. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you said that because. The number one thing for me is also, and and I know I came in really hot about getting help and as a mother. <laughs> no, 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 you weren't, you weren't, you weren't. No, 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 but it is really important that like, to, the most important thing to me is like to each their own mm-hmm. and like everyone needs to like find their path and like no judgments about like mothers who are staying at home without help, no judgments about 100%. like, no judgments, but all I will say is <laughs> if anyone, I do think there are a lot of mothers and if anyone is listening if one of them is your sister, maybe one of them isn't your sister. Uh-huh. But if there's like a little, I do feel like there's a lot of mothers who would deep down would like some help, but feel guilty about the help. Right. And in those of situations, course. I just think people should permit, permit, permit. permit. I understand the guilt, but permit, permit. Permit. Anyway. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself your feet will thank you snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker retail associate grocery store clerk fitness trainer baker stylist bellhop podcast producer yeah snag a job's got a worker for that 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night. Night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend Bowen Yang to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. We would desire to ask you the question, wouldn't you say, Bo? I would say so. I would say so. What question is that, Jesse, we want to ask you, what is the culture that made you say culture is for me? Do you understand the question? I mean, well, I have a couple... how should I lean into the answer? Like we were talking about hard, like, hard and raw, hard and raw, <laughs> hard and raw. No, zero protection. No, no dog it. No mask. No mask. I I love this. I love the chapter in your first book. Uh, it was about like how you became a comedian. Yeah, and I think you like it was like kind of sectioned off. It was like first it was like you know Joan Rivers or it was yeah. Groucho Marx or it was like like it could be that. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not prescribing you the answer. No, I feel so no free and absolutely just like <laughs> swimming and whatever. It can be. It can be. It can be anything. I mean, for some reason. I had in my mind to talk about like um, dirty seeing the movie Dirty Dancing. Oh, Speak great. on this. Speak on this. Um, I feel like just as like a little, little Jewish young nerdy flat-chested virginal little hoe <laughs> living living in virginal hoe just virgining around my yeah. little self. Like that movie did loom extremely large when I first saw it. And it was not in the theater because I wasn't cool enough to have friends to go to the theater with. But we did, I think like after, I don't know, saw it on VHS with a, when I finally did make friends. So I was about like 12. <laughs> uh-huh. That's around right. VHS with VHS friends time, age 12. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Can't remember. Yeah. But I just remember I was like, it, unlo- it unlocked a lot. Yeah. It unlocked a lot. I was like, oh, like there here's a movie that's like not about like the blonde mm. other human like ju- i was just like the pov is this girl with like a big fucking great nose <laughs> and her little kids walking across the log <laughs> she's gonna like be in the catskills 
and is going to get like reamed by Patrick Swayze. Uh, and she's going to get picked up and tossed around. And she's going to uh. get picked up and tossed around. I mean, when those reels, I mean, I know we've all seen them probably a million times, but like, the, like rehearsal, the rehearsal sessions yeah. for Dirty Dancing that like started to go around where you like see them, like see Jennifer Gray and Patrick Swayze like practicing and like she's mm-hmm. in her like leot. I- <laughs> I yeah, you're swaying. I'm you're swaying. Just, I'm she's moving like a snake. I am moving like a snake. <laughs> she is giving you like, like a rumba. But um, like, I was like, oh, like first of all, it was like one of the first times I felt like just truly a hundred percent horny. Yeah, it was like, ju- and just like I think a little bit, yeah, just like the POV of it. I was like, and I, and it was such a huge movie. I don't know. I just was like, maybe I could be a little horny. Yeah, and also Jewish girl chewing around with Patrick Swayze and like, I don't know. It just was like, maybe there's hope for me, story wise, sex wise. Yes, absolutely. And there is something too as well. This this sound. Will I? <laughs> the time. I, there's just something to it, you know, uh, like that, like that, like deep man's yes. voice, yes. just being like, I'm coming to fuck you. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh my and God. and then the response of, ah, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you got fucked. I'm just saying, there's something about that song. It oh. to me is, is it an Oscar winner? I know it was nominated. I feel certain it's not. It it but actually it is. It Maybe won it the is. Academy Award for Best Original Song, and that's it did. Oh, okay, for yes. sure, it must have won. Yes, uh, it did. Um, Best uh, Original Song. But for, I will also say some other notes that still like bring on full horn for me, and I'm sorry to say it, but like the moment, just the like doom 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 doom, because that's what's playing uh-huh. when he reams her on that futon and hundred percent. Like, don't you feel like crying? Like, and she's yeah. like, I'm worried that I'll never feel the. <laughs> I feel like right now I'm doing like a truly terrible one woman show. <laughs> But, um, yeah, all of that stuff that was just like very, very, very horny sounds, yeah. very horny, horny making sounds. My voice you, just like cracked. I was like, oh. <laughs> you, you went from virgin hoe to hoe to just a hoe to just a hoe to horny. Well, not hoe. for many years later, not till many years later. I but you like had the very, that the fire was lit from within, the fire was lit. And I, I mean, I think it was a fire, it was a fire that probably got lit by. Dennis Quaid in the Big Easy. If that mm-hmm. is something you guys have ever seen, if you haven't, I recommend. Okay, I recommend. I'll put that one on the list. Dennis Quaid. The there list. was a there was a period of time there where yeah, he really sexually worked for me. Dad, I mean that's what dad is. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I mean, I I've always liked like a very big nose, and like he had like such a gigantic nose, and you know what they say. Yeah, big cock. Anyway, big, <laughs> huge dick. That's, so everyone, for everyone at home, the readers, what they say is that if you have a big nose, you got a big cock. Huge cock. Huge um, cock. I had my little <laughs> te- teenage, teenage girl wall was like covered in like pictures I cut out of magazines um, <gasps> of like Dennis Quaid. Yeah. It was like Dennis Quaid and Harrison Ford. Yeah, guys who could swing an axe, wow. of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that was big. I mourn for these children who who don't have the collage on the wall. Not that I ever did, but like, it's it's but do such people, an, No one has a collage on the wall anymore. I don't think a lot do of them they? do. I think they no. have like they have cork boards and shit where they like cork stuff. <laughs> but there's yeah. nothing like the aesthetic <laughs> of cutting out a page, yeah, mm-hmm. cutting around a celebrity and 
just yeah. scotch taping it to your wall directly is like unbeatable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a really, I will say, well, yeah, because there's no magazines anymore, but I had like got all these magazines and I just, <laughs> just a picture like i mean talk about thinking about your parents pov now in a way that like you didn't Insane. like i was just in my very we also were in a very small apartment because we were in new york city so it's not like there was any privacy or like they would have not known what was going on in my room but like to just see their little nerdling slowly <laughs> putting up this like <laughs> wall of men, men. <laughs> like one by one over months it's is like so oh funny. so sad to just slowly realize like she's just making a jerk she's wall. making a jerk <laughs> she's wall. making a also, like, jerk wall the, in her house being this age and like un- remembering vividly how horny you were at that age like now thinking that we uh, ever thought we could get it past them uh, like uh, it's unbelievable how horny children are and what it must be to watch that happen under your own roof is under jarring. your own roof and just yeah and also that it was just like happening in slow motion like <laughs> every day like just another man and they're like the then they get to assess your taste <laughs> they're assessing my taste they're like seeing and i really can't stress enough like how awkward i was so it's not like <laughs> uh, clearly our like sort of like blossoming young daughter is like still just sort of look like I don't I can't even I mean just so many braces and glasses but then like pulsing with sensuality <laughs> wanting to get boned by these men and then and my parents also having the decency and sweetness to never mention it <laughs> never talk about what was going up on the wall did, did they ever ask you about jacking off Bo did they ever make an issue of it did they no. ever find anything um, I'm positive that my mom would just sort of like see like like a stain on something mm-hmm. and just not think anything of it and just not ask questions. Um, no, I'm, and I'm actually very grateful that they never brought it up. What about you? There was a time where oh, no. I mean, I was just like abjectly caught. Like my mom, my mom like found oh, cum on something. Nightmare. And she, I heard. I, she and she goes, I don't know what this is, but you need to talk to your father about it. <laughs> and I was like. It's nothing. Oh my god! Actually, no. I vividly remember what it was. I was like, I fell asleep. I took, I took a nap oh. and I drooled. I literally said that, and then I literally like showed her, like, see, look, and putting my head down on the oh, pillow, like no. next to the cum, no. and I was like, see, it was oh. drool. And my mother looked at me and she was like, you need to talk to your father about this and i was like did she have brothers did katrina have brothers she had one older brother but she was not ready to deal with it like and so basically i heard them talk in the next room and my mom goes to my dad this is the conversation i swear to god and i couldn't make it up my mom goes did you ever do that and my dad said no (laughs) (laughs) and my mother and i remember i felt i'm sitting there i'm listening to it and i'm feeling so betrayed by my Uh, father because i'm like you motherfucker of course you've done this i was like stick up for me and then i remember my my mother was like you need to talk to him about it i can't and he came in like 15 minutes later and he was like you just have to be a little bit more careful and what's happening is completely natural and fine but you just have to be more you just have to be more careful and that was period all he said so then you internalize pretty good pretty good 20 years later you're screaming at this old man about bernie sanders (laughs) (laughs) and you need to be more careful with that privilege (laughs) this man saved your fucking life (laughs) i literally i but i i vividly remember the moment i had been caught 
maturing. Oh. That caught maturing. Caught maturing. I mean, yeah, I know this is um, no pun intended. This is coming for me one day. But, um, <laughs> Has he shown I, any little signs of horniness? Oh, I'm no, really I even mean, sorry for bringing him. No, up. well, no, no, no. He's sick, <laughs> so no. But I mean, little kids do. But I will say this: all little kids, especially, I think generally, like I know, and also like my friends who have daughters, same thing. Like around five, six, like they are just like touching their yeah. genitals all the time, all the time. And, but like, and also they don't know. So they're just doing it in front of people <laughs> and it's like all the time, all the time. It is so funny when you just see kids hump. They're just publicly just touching themselves because yeah. they don't know. And they're totally innocent and they're not, yeah. you know, it's not sexual, Aww. but maybe it is like, it just sort of feels <laughs> nice or it's comforting or it's of like, it's anything, but you are. <laughs> It iconically feels nice. It feels really nice. It feels nice. But I have had moments with my son where you don't want to shame them, especially truly because it's like, it's nothing. But they get to be an age where you're like, you kind of got stuff in front of other people. So, but like, there are times where like my son and I are like watching TV together. We're watching Dinosaur Train, a great show. Truly a shout out. Uh, and he starts to touch himself. He's well. It's more like just like a guy. It's almost more just like a man. Just like, yeah, it's like Al Bundy. Yeah. It's yeah. like Al Bundy. It's like hand and pants. Yeah, it's like yeah. hand and pants. And that's another moment where I'm just like, what is this life? Like again, yeah, what is this life? <laughs> just sitting here watching someone discover their dick. Just watching oh, no. it. I'm, me, Jesse Klein. I am sitting on a couch watching a show called Dinosaur Dream. With this young kid who's got his hand in his pants like Al Bundy. Like, again, I'm like, I used to just make out <laughs> with guys. people and drink and blow guys. I don't know why that's always where my mind goes. It's just the other identity. It's the other person. And I totally get where your mind is going there. Because, Matt, wouldn't you agree when you're blowing someone, like, it's, it's, it is just like, mm-hmm. it's a cathecting moment where you go, this is who I am. I'm, I'm attached yeah, this is to the this real activity. Me. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I was also just like thinking the whole time. <laughs> Wait, what like, word did you just use? Bon? Okay, cathexis, which is cathexis. I think what um, is this word? when you are like so when you like form this like psychic like association bond with something that you are defined by it. Yep. I, I'm butchering it, but it's like a Freudian term. Let me look it yes. up. And it, it c- often comes in the heat of a moment. The concentration of mental energy on one particular person, idea, or object. Especially to an unhealthy degree. Yeah. Where yeah. you think, like, I, sh- I actually only exist for this right now. Um, and those are the Never moments where... It, that, and that's actually, and that actually, I think, is what's addictive and gets people sometimes doing bad things. Is because when they're really, really detached in their everyday life from what brings them this cathexis. To blowjobs. Yeah, to yes. blowjobs. Or really to perform whatever type of oral sex is your sex um but the thing is it's very um interesting to think about that in that context Uh, while you were talking i couldn't stop thinking about when i got pubes and that's gonna be a whole other thing when i got when i first got pubes that was like i think it's like when you first get pubes and when you first realize your boner connects to wanting to fuck those are two moments it's like that's when you that is what puberty really is i mean that's the (laughs) when you can connect those two thoughts and really do the mental math in your brain that's when you realize you are you know grown oh my god 
it's funny because I too have like a very vivid, it's like just like the time, like a, a vivid little shard of a memory. I remember the first pube. Yeah. I just remember being, why are we talking about this? Whatever. Let's not stop. Dirty dancing. Dirty yeah. dancing, being in the bath and like just chilling. Like this is not going, I wasn't masturbating. It was more just like sitting about truly, I think probably like just being. reading a book. Just mm-hmm. being reading. I was just being in the sun. Bookish. <laughs> I, tr- I think I was re- reading, and I and then I just was like, oh, I'm just gonna look down, and then mm-hmm. saw there was like, God, I, it's so crazy to be having these memories while we're having this conversation. I've thought about this forever, but like I remember seeing like, oh, there's like little bubbles, mm-hmm. like little like bubbles like attached down there to like, what are they attaching to? Is that I haven't oh seen that before, God. and they were like. On like little hairs. So <gasps> I was like, what? What? Are, what? Like that's a new thing. And then I just was like, better keep reading this book. I don't want to yeah. think about this at all. <laughs> yeah, I have to <laughs> get to, out of here. Back to Kafka. <laughs> this this literally though, Jesse is Kafka. When you discovered been. you had, I might have been. It was this, a very intellectual home. <laughs> this literally though. To, not to make this clunky connection, but this is why I do love Big Mouth is yeah. because it it mines the most specific like hard comedy out of these things. And it's like it actually it reminds me of the specificity with which you write in the book, too, because it's like some the comedy in that show is so specific uh. and so vivid and so blown out. And yeah. obviously because it's animated, they can do that. That's what makes it a cl- an, like classic to me. And oh, we're oh. sitting here so engrossed in this conversation because it is you do get the opportunity to be so specific about it, which is why it's so funny and yeah, so interesting. Yeah, I mean, they're so incredible. And like the the, the writers on that show and Nick and everybody, Mark and Jen. Nick just, is unreal. Yeah. Nick He's is so unreal. He is unreal. He's an unreal human being. <sighs> I, I don't, he, a full unicorn of a man, just like a, a white horn, a bristly tail. Um, <laughs> we, so we can, we, and you know, we all see in our mind's eye what kind of uni- unicorn. No, 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 and like, it's a, so like strong. A, just a strong, strong yeah. unicorn. But he um, galloping. Um, I mean, that was the other. Well, but no, he the the stuff that they that they excavate about puberty is so yeah, it's so deep, and they're like almost every time I get one of those scripts. There's something in there where I'm like, oh, fucking fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, that I haven't thing. thought about that. Like, the stuff they did with, like, Jesse getting her period. And, like, yeah. they've gone, like, more about, like, tampons. And we were just like, it's so real and small, but so emotionally huge. Yeah. Are I you going to, this, so is, this is an annoying question, and I'm sure you've been asked this a million times. Are, are, is this going to be, like teachable to asher when he's like that age or no? is that going to be like something you show him? <laughs> big mouth yeah well you know it's so funny because i have some like a couple of friends might have kids who are older like they're like 13 uh-huh. actually a, an old friend of mine who i met when we were in fifth grade and now it kills me because her son is now the age like when there's a moment when he was the age we met. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Wow. But she told me that they watch Big Mouth together. A lot of parents watch it with their kids. And now I have to say, it makes me so happy because I do think it's like such a positive, incredible show and like could bridge so many conversations for parents to have. But at the same time, 
I think about like sitting with my mom or dad. Oh my God. Like yeah. looking at anything. Mm-hmm. Like the, the tiniest smooch happening on TV and I would have to like go get in a car and drive <laughs> to another state. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't sit next to them and look at anything. So I don't quite know how that's. Yeah, no, about. that's, it's kind of a crazy thing to think about. Um, you know, like hearing mommy's voice, someone with mommy's voice having a period, you know, like, like, I don't know. Oh my God. I, you that's, know what? That's crazy. Until you just said that, I honestly hadn't even thought about, I was like, oh, well, I watched this show with him, like the way my friends watch it. And I'm like, oh, I'm in it. You're in it. And your name, her name is Jessie. And her name yeah. is Jessie. And there's some stuff coming up that I'm remembering. Oh boy. I Sorry, really haven't even thought it. about that bone. Shit. Forget it. Forget I asked. You know no. what? It's fun. I feel like though there is a certain time where you understand your parents' sense of humor and then it's okay because you can bo- <laughs> you can all accept it as like a comedic program. Like I remember I don't know, like I there were my dad was always like I think okay with me watching certain things with him and my mother was the one that was like Richie and I would have to get <laughs> sent out of the room. Like Austin Powers, I think my dad would oh have loved God. to sit and watch with me, but my mother was, I, w- I would categorize her as freaking out during the whole thing. Like, <laughs> you know, Richie, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> you know, this is all, this is too much. And, and, and she would just, powers. she just wouldn't stop. And in an effort to get her to stop so he could enjoy it, he was like, yeah, go get out. Uh-huh. But one time oh during God. the day, he took me to Nutty Professor. And I think I did have to ask some questions about, about things after that. And that's, I guess, just the risk you run when you invite the child in on Big Mouth. Richie. Mm. You know, my dad was put, like I said, he was working many, many, many hours. And so I don't know what circumstances could have possibly led to him being in charge of me and my best friend at the time when we were nine years old. Somehow <laughs> it must have been a day off from school. I truly think my mom must have maybe had a surgery. Like <laughs> just something she must have truly been recovering from an anesthesia. But my dad, God bless my dad. It was like the one, the one time it was like somehow he was in charge of yeah. me and my best friend were nine years old. Like, what is he gonna do with us for the day? And he took us. <laughs> he took we're nine. He took us to see Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie, no. I mean it's there's such like, a like, specific there, there's movie. Tits everywhere. It's so I don't, I mean, that is my main memory was it was like so much heaving tit. There's mania, insanity, murder, murder. I took my son to blue is the warmest color. But I really think in his mind, he was like, I'm going to take them to see a movie about Mozart. Like he just didn't. In fairness, as I like to say, in fairness, there's no internet. Maybe he just was like, it's a movie <laughs> yeah, about classical yeah. music. <laughs> Perfect but for me. <laughs> I just it was, I mean, me and my friend talk about like certain things. Like when you see something as a young person or a kid that like you're not supposed to have seen yet and you're a teenager or whatever, and it that it gets burned in, like things yes. get burned in there. And like oh, I yeah. remember like, Amadeus like what burned in. We were not okay. For I think for people like 
like around Matt and my age, like it was Titan- Titanic was the thing, right? There was a conversation for sure. It was like because she Ooh, bared her breasts. Yeah. She bared and, her breasts. And they, it was the breast and the car sex. Like the car yes. sex, my parents. Yeah, the hand. Well, the hand mm-hmm. fully oh, covered it, my eyes. I, and I remember that so vividly. Oh, yeah. I remember the conversation because I remember uh, that was when I started. Honestly, the culture that made me say culture was for me. Uh, uh, one thing that could really be in the running was the Titanic of course a frenzy a frenzy uh, the frenzy the the thing of titanic and leo when it was like inescapable and i just remember because it was so inescapable my parents did have to have a sit-down discussion about whether or not they would let their child me see this movie and what the parameters were because i became so one track minded about titanic yeah Yeah, you had that you had to see titanic but it's like you know how old were you matt when it came out seven no, wait, what? 1997. Almost after age. And I was I was seven. You were... Okay, wait, wait, <laughs> This is what I'm saying. But, you were uh, seven and you were going to see Titanic? Yes, but Jesse, imagine... Uh, revisit again the monoculture. If he no, was only was talking about only one thing. thing it was what, the only thing. It was the only thing? Did, wait, did you, so did you go see it? Absolutely. Like, at least three times. <laughs> I became... I became, like infatuated with Kate Winslet in a way that I think oh my yeah kid, I remember I didn't know at the time but I was standing <laughs> oh my you know gosh. what I mean I was yeah. like like when I remember when I first saw Alicia Silverstone and Clueless I, I didn't know at the time I was standing uh-huh. but and then Rose when she turned around in that hat and then what about Kathy Bates I remember standing <laughs> Kathy Bates the second I saw yeah. her. And you and what was what was the I'm moment for you? Molly Brown. I'm thinking yeah. Molly Brown. It was it was Molly Brown and I remember moving to Denver and I hated it but then we did a tour where like sh- there was the Molly Brown house whatever it doesn't matter. Oh. But like I think it matters the most and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it doesn't Thank matter. Thank you. It doesn't matter. No it does. Um, it fully matters. It fully matters but like okay is it is it just like blowing your mind that like Matt was Asher's age that we we, we, were, we were Asher's age? Just to flash back to what I was saying before, like, so Asher is going to be seven in June, and we really only watch Dinosaur Train. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you don't understand what Dinosaur Train is. It's a show about uh, dinosaurs taking a train through various (laughs) parts of the dinosaur era. Honestly, that does sound fucking incredible. Um, It's actually really well done. But (laughs) yeah, I can't imagine him watching Titanic. But but it's interesting because he also now, I do know he... And I'm not like, um, I'm not trying to like shield him from no. stuff. I will say like, I find like a lot of shows that are made for kids are just so hyper and annoying and shitty. Yeah. And so yeah. I always wanted to like, where it's like so violent and crazy and like really just awful. Um, but I do know, like, I remember I read an article a few years ago in the times about like someone like was so excited when their kid turned seven to take them, like to show them Star Wars. Oh, and so I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's ready. Just Titanic feels a little Amadeus to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, I guess it's mostly other than the hand well, on the car window and the boobs. It's the, you know what? The thing about it stuff. though is it's violence, and like that's another thing. Is it's just like there's there there's gunfire. There's that insane. You see scene. hundreds of people die. Thousands die. of people die. And, and yeah, honestly, and those are the, those die. are the images. I'm miserable. Those are the images that I do remember from seeing it. And like, I I do sort of feel 
Uh, I have like I lurch when I think about like you know watching them wade through the dead bodies in the water. Oh. And, uh, it's yes. just it really was. I, so I don't know about all that, but the titties were just titties. You know what I mean? Like, and I continued to stand throughout. I think I deeply knew in my soul I wasn't attracted to her, but I definitely thought she was glorious. One and of the I best had an appreciation. I had world. an appreciation, and just she like was a full movie star and I was so obsessed with her so I feel I would have been a nightmare had my parents not let me see that film and also yeah. of course in the back of your little gay mind there's Leo I was about you to up. say where's so, Leo like, but, the, but this is what I'm saying to you Leo. is that that was definitely a part of it at seven so just around the river bend <sighs> she takes the deepest breath out <laughs> <sighs> okay I think yeah. I was like watching Seinfeld when I was seven. I was like, yeah, my, my, my parents didn't know what was on TV and like, they left me unsupervised to watch TV and I would just like turn on like whatever syndicated five o'clock yeah. like sitcom was on. Yep. Or it wasn't Asher syndicated might be at the a time, little but... sheltered. Asher might be a little no, bit No, that, I'm just, but no, we're just saying like, like it's, I don't know, may, maybe Matt and I are a little fucked up, but like it's not, I don't think it's because of those media you know <laughs> i mean i was gonna say to matt like what percentage of your personality do you think exists because you saw titanic when you were seven so much probably if i were like to really 80, think about it 80, a lot 90%, yeah yeah a lot and also you know because titanic forget. for us was titanic for us was the mania around titanic then mm -hmm. like the oscars being like must exactly TV that yes. Yes. exactly yeah and then p and then like and then the kids like i don't know gay boys our age being obsessed with award shows like i think like that, that that's an imprinting moment that, like it had to line up perfectly it hit every box because it was four quadrants it, it, it was, yes. it, it was literally learning to learning to stand an actress yeah it was you know mass and one of the goats and I mean, one of the goats who actually yeah. literally did become one of the goats and still has, you know, ardent fans because of that yes. imprint. Yes. It was also Celine Dion. Yeah. It was pop music. It was diva worship. It yes. was camp. It was budget. And it was Oscars in a, yeah. in a, in a culture when one thing existed. So it just, of course, we're all going to have like a, you know, when a baby opens their first eyes and sees mommy thing with Kate Winslet and Celine Dion. They're here forever. <laughs> That's so, I mean, the just thinking about, I will, I, I don't want your parents, if they're listening or whatever, to feel like I'm judging them for using Titanic. Judge as we're away. Talking about first it, of no, all, no, 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 judge no, no, away. No. no, because as we're talking <laughs> about, I am remembering just, it was like, there was just Titanic. Yeah. And it was like, that was like a rule of culture. Like you just had to go see it. Like the minute you, the minute you could. And it was a whole year for a full, for a full year. year. And I actually remember seeing it at union square <gasps> with, uh, my boyfriend at the time. And, uh, it was the craziest thing because it was packed theater because Titanic. Uh -huh. And, uh, right at the moment where Kate Winslet, is on the iceberg. We've been waiting to see this ship fucking sink. And yeah. we're like, everyone's like, <laughs> like waiting. Like, I want to fucking see that boat go down. She's on this thing. She's blowing that whistle or whatever. Oh, someone yes. Iconic. In front of me, one row in front of me, someone projectile throws up <laughs> on the person in front of them. Like someone who had just been like guzzling it down or drinking. And like the whole theater. <laughs> Screams. Just 
lot. Like it was someone went, oh my God, oh my God. And it was like so many. It was truly so <laughs> Were you <laughs> like, laughing though in the I, moment? Well, could I was you, laughing because I was laugher? behind because yeah. I wasn't the one getting thrown up on, but it was just, it was like everyone was having Titanic ruin. <laughs> also, that's like a moment where she's literally everyone was experiencing her live yes. yeah and to have that <laughs> moment threw up oh. at the regal union theater or whatever the hell which like, has really seen it all oh my god, oh my god. the things talk i've about, seen there talk about blown guys talk I mean, about blo- oh my god good for no, you i don't know i don't but, know but Maybe also just the, literally before before we do i don't think so honey this, sure. there is something here there is something here because also you as a person who is a parent and the story that i always bring up for this is bowen remembers anna dresden me and bowen went to go yes. see 50 shades of gray on <laughs> valentine's day the first day it the came first out. day it came out and we this is one of our favorite things that's ever happened to us. sorry for your loss so no we actually were <laughs> no, doing quite was- well very enriching. <laughs> we we so we're there and we're watching the film. We're experiencing it and absorbing Fifty Shades of Grey. And the sure. audience was very bonded by like yeah. you know you know Act Two by like the end of Act Two. Like this was an audience that was willing to laugh at it. Sure. There was an audience that was like kind of understood Fun. how campy and stupid and funny. We were was. all there together, like to see Fifty Shades yes. of Grey and have yes. that yeah, fun yeah, yeah. time. Yes. So then, probably, I'm gonna say at least five or six lashings have gone by. You know what I mean? Like we've seen the girl um, participate in BDSM for certain. And we hear from the back of the theater, literally like if you could pick the sentence that a baby says, they said it, daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And when I tell you the entire theater had the definition of a catharsis when we all realized that there was a child who had seen what we had seen. Oh, and my God. we all like held each other. Strangers, was that child with my dad? <laughs> strangers looked each other in the eye and knew that they were bonded for life. It was so crazy. The movie ended and we were sort of like debriefing about it. And I remember Anna said, yeah, but you know what, though? Like, Maybe they didn't have help and they really wanted to see the movie. And I thought to myself, you know what? There is a negotiation between, you know what? One for them, one for you. You have to survive too. You need to consume media. It's, of course, one of the food groups. Media is like as important as a carb. And so what are you going to do? Like and deprive yourself? And then I did say that and I was like, yeah, they're probably not Fifty Shades of Grey. And we all agreed. But you know what? There's something to that. Like, you, you gotta watch one. Nutty Professor. Talk about something getting burned in. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Burned in. That's there's, what I'm saying. There's nothing as bonding as a crazy New York City movie theater moment. Like, <laughs> those moments, especially, like, at a certain time period, but, like, the person throwing up at Titanic was mm-hmm. one where just everyone was like, we have to survive. Like, we must, like, the iceberg, we must survive this together. Yeah. yeah. There was, I remember when I went to go see the Sex in the City movie like the first day it came out, which I want to say was maybe a Valentine's Day situation. I don't remember, but that, I mean, just in the Never world forget. basic, basic, basic path theater of ladies. Uh-huh. There is the moment <laughs> like everyone's like there were balloons. Like it was so basic, <laughs> but we were all like, we're basic and we're seeing this and we love it. And I'm whatever. It's a great movie. Sorry. But the first one? The moment. The first one. Oh, it's great. Oh, the first one. So good. One. No, not the one where they're in Dubai. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> like offending everyone. Uh-huh, 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 <laughs> no, the fir- we're talking first book. But there was that moment. There was a moment when Carrie like reveals the closet that Big like built for her in the yes. apartment, and the entire audience of New York City ladies goes down. <gasps> Yep. There was like a an audible theater wide gap. It's a great shot. And then what does she say? Audible like theater wide gap. Like, hello, like, hello, hello, lovers. Like, hello, hello lover. lover. Yeah, hello lover. Hello, I'm lover. Like, I live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh no, hello lover. That's what it is. Yeah. Everyone's living in like a three roommate situation in Murray Hill. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I literally was sure. shocking. I mean, that's budget, that's and that right. is important. Budget's so get those important. budget. Get those budgets up, everyone. Okay. Guys, we need an escape. We need to escape into that closet. <laughs> so do. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... 
Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I think it may be time for I Don't Think So, Honey. Because oh we've sort of arrived at that point where we're so full that we have to <laughs> unleash this energy. Um, I certainly have had um, a certain culture dictate my life over the past several days. So I have an I Don't Think So Honey based in that. Okay. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey antibiotic culture. Why do they do what they do to our buttholes? It's fucking insane. I've been on the antibiotic Augmentin for several days. What it has done to my digestive system is unforgivable, unfathomable, and unsavory. (laughs) I find myself bereft. Nothing is solid. Uh, I don't understand why. And I didn't do anything to even deserve my ear infection. That's another thing. I don't think so, honey, that I've befallen this type of malady because I've nearly been in a pool, a lake, a pond. I've not (laughs) been near anything. I shower so responsibly, God. God, you're up there literally watching me shower. You know, you know I'm not asking for this. I keep my ear as clean as a whistle. I don't think so, honey, that as a result of just the fates, I have to be on these antibiotics poked, prodded, strapped please five seconds god if you're up there and you remember i didn't do anything to deserve this have mercy on my butthole i'm shitting water and that's one minute oh my god <laughs> oh my god augmentin augmentin and it's such a it doesn't it sounds like a villain in a film i've been on it so like many we're, we're all we're a, that we're teaming up to fight augmentin <laughs> oh this too shall so pass. much water drink so, so much water drink so much water this too shall pass. Maybe that's, it you know, it, so it is all about water and it is all about also, which you don't take as seriously at the time, but really people should taking the antibiotics with food, with food, you must yes. do this. And it's, yes. I don't think I realized again, ha- hashtag adulting. Sorry. Now I don't think I realized antibiotics like were what they were Yeah. like when you're a kid and you get sick, they just put you on antibiotics and then you live your life and your dream. But I remember when I was in my twenties, I was on put on like two different antibiotics too close together and my oh. digestive system wasn't the same for like six or seven months no. oh no. my god i thought i was gluten intolerant so like you got it i'm not even kidding they over prescribed me at the Wait. at the city md and oh. i've done i don't think so honey city md before but um did you yeah. go to virgin care is that where I, you went i absolutely did. Next to i absolutely did doctor because <laughs> he loves to give you a shot in your butt I, and yeah. I got a shot in my butt again today of steroids. Yeah, and I'm, when I tell you I'm on, I'm I'm on. Let's say the planet Saturn. I really do mean it. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna offline about Doctor. I just want to say Doctor 
wanting to just being so like shot happy is concerning. I, I, I if it's not- there for you, he's there for you when you need him. He really is. I, okay, great, great, great. Only take the shot when like you have like chlamydia or something. Yeah, but girl, mm-hmm. when That's I'm telling you, my does ear, it really burn? <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of is more like like you know Halloween how everyone gets candy. He's more like that. <laughs> he's more like that. He's got more it, Halloween. Great. Is a Halloween doctor? He's a, Hall- <laughs> he's, he's a Halloween style doctor. It's like a Halloween doctor. You're weird. Uh, I know, I oh know. my goodness gracious. Okay, well, pray for me, everyone. Um, oh my God. Everyone, right. this is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. Now, do you have something? Are you feeling I do. very good? I do. I do. I love that. I love that. Okay, so now here for we go. You. It's Bowen I didn't want to say it. I am a voice. It's now whenever I say I love that for you, I feel like I'm like dropping some promo, no. but it really is vernacular. It's vernacular. That's why it's called that. All right. Great. It's a perfect Bowen. Title. This is I don't think so, honey. Your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Gift shops, call them what they are. Candle stores, okay? There's nothing but candles and stationery. (laughs) The options are limited. I went to two separate ones on my way to work to buy a gift for someone. The offerings were the same. (sighs) It's either candles, cards, maybe like a quote-unquote hard puzzle, something that's marketed (laughs) as a hard puzzle because it's like, a monochrome puzzle where you can't really put it together so easily because the colors are all the same. I I don't, we have to step it up. We're in a post Christmas candle SNL sketch world where like buying a candle for someone is like not okay anymore. I disagree with that. I I love candles. I love candles. Um, I don't like that there's the stigma on them now, but I also don't like on, on an equal note uh, how gift shops only sell one thing, which is candles I don't care that it's different companies. Uh, I just need something more. You need to do more. And that's one minute. I will also submit oh, wrapping paper, which is interesting because at a place that sells wrapping paper, you'd think there'd be more options of gifts. For, of gifts. Yes. But, but the options are limited, as my sister in my heart said. <laughs> Can I also, I mean, I just want to tack on. I mean, yes, I'm going to have my own thing, but when you open a tube of wrapping paper and it's, it's, multi, it's like, multiple individual sheets and not one long tube. I'm like, what are we playing at? What are we what are we what playing? Are we what are we playing at? Why are you assuming the size and why scale are you of my gift? The size it's of gaslighting. Gift? It's and gaslighting. Like, why is this like stiffer, harder paper? Like, am I the Queen of England here? Like what the fuck? <laughs> also Give let's me just, a big tube. Let's talk about this right now. When it looks like it's a big tube and you find out it's mostly tube. <laughs> oh my god. You're playing yes. with me. You're playing with me and that's gaslighting. Yeah, that's gaslighting. gaslighting. And I'll say it even lower and in a whisper. That's gaslighting. And that, and now, now we have to like, and the thing is too about, about the stigma on candles. There's nothing wrong with candles. There's nothing wrong with candles. They bring joy to everyone. You can never have enough. A simple pleasure. (laughs) A little self care. And everyone in the world has candles. And it's universal. It brings you together. It gets you together from the smell and the aura that it brings. And we're post post irony with candles. Sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you. Because it is this like, you're so right, Matt. It's it's like every, there's like, a carb and a meat dish in every culture. There is, mm-hmm. <laughs> there is oil and wax and a flame in every single culture in the world. That is a rule of culture number <laughs> f- number yes. forty eight. 
There, there is, is a wick, oil, there is oil and, and a candle, and a wax, candle, and a flame, and a flame, flame in, every in every culture, culture around the world. Around the world. Hashtag Hanukkah, guys. Hashtag Hanukkah. Also, Hanukkah. I will come forth. The rap gift that I gave to the lovely PAs and people on I Love It For You, candles, candles. each and every one. And each one was received not only with gratitude, but also with a conversation because the thing about candles is they all have a scent. And so it's not just talking about the candle. You can also then engage about how much you love that scent. Here's ones that people always respond to. Cedar. Yes. Mimosa. Oh, my God. <laughs> and of course, forest fire. Of course. A all right. Diptyque bays. Diptyque bays. <laughs> Diptyque bays. Diptyque dosan um, is always good, too. I mean, I love to give people candles because I hate to it's buy them. To buy them. They should only come as gifts. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. I know we've been talking for five hours. I'm not going to keep rolling on this. <laughs> this is thrilling but to strong me. Feelings, strong feelings, strong feelings. <laughs> yes. All right. So here is the deal. It's Jesse Klein's I Don't Think So, Honey. And this is a moment for you no to boy. sort of rail against something in culture for 60 seconds as we just have. So are you ready to do so? I mean, I hope I can live up to this, guys. Uh, yes, of course you will. Here we go. This is Jesse Klein's I Don't Think So, Honey. Your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Can we talk about Jessica Biel in this trailer for this Hulu <laughs> show, Candy? She, an innocent Jesse Klein watching TV the other night, and Jessica Biel is on playing this, I guess, real-life axe murderer killer named Candy Montgomery who <laughs> killed her neighbor in 1980. And Jessica Biel is in a big, curly perm wig and glasses. And I'm like, honey... You still look like Jessica Gobiel. <laughs> 30 seconds. You're still giving me just sitting next to Justin Timberlake courtside at the Lakers. I don't care that you have on your perm wig. I don't care that you have your Warby Parker aviator glasses. No hate. I'm sure you're great in it, but this is a role. I saw what the woman seconds. looked like in real life with love. I mean, she killed someone. She's a four or five or six at best. You're a 10. <laughs> Leave this role to a Juilliard grad who's a four or five or five six. Seconds. Is this role? Yeah. Don't, I, a lot of conversation in the culture right now about who can play what, and I still don't believe in 10s playing fives. <laughs> That's one minute. I have to agree. This is hugely important. Wait, this you is know opening what up? I'm talking about? Oh, of course! I just 100%. see her in those glasses and that wig, and I'm like, let someone else shine. Yeah. She killed someone. She's a four. Five. Four, five, six. The Let implication that only the murderers are always No, but there five. are four, no. five, six. Murderers are some of the ugliest people in the no, world. What about OJ? Jessica Biel, it's if disgusting. you want, I know I'm extending my... I don't think so, but she just have, have someone write a screenplay for you where you play an axe murderer who was a 10. Yeah, you know who's yeah. a real person. You, I know you want your your Emmy and your award, and you want to do like real acting, but like don't <laughs> don't put on that wig and those glasses to be like a woman in Texas who killed someone. Yeah, one hundred percent. You are at least right. find the hot one. You know what I mean. I never want to judge another woman's appearance, but I looked at the real Candy Montgomery, and I'm just saying it's not a Jessica Biel role. She's not. She's not unattractive. She's just a regular gal. No, okay. she killed someone with an axe. No, she's I do want to look this person up. Oh, okay. Candy okay. Montgomery. She's just a regular gal. <laughs> yeah, she's just a regular gal. 
Oh, she's uh, she's pretty. She's you know pretty. who's you know who's, who's good at this? Girl. I feel who's good at this is Blake Lively. Like Blake Lively plays all different kinds of people, but she always makes sure they looking good. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I just think Jessica Biel is such a specific <laughs> level of ten. Yeah, and just yeah. to have it's like but when it's found Candy Montgomery, clearly you can't gonna handle be, it. Are we going to hear "Kiss Me" playing as you like take your glasses <laughs> off? <laughs> Kill this I, woman. I am seeing a side by side game, and it is really funny. Like the, the chasm. Let me look at it. Hold on. Wait. Wait. I'm Guys. sending you. I'm sending you this specific photo. Let me just put it in the and chat. I'm little, sorry. Candy Montgomery. It's a little bit of a Ricky's wig as well. It's, okay. Wait. Can you click on that? I just put oh, something in the chat. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. And then scroll. scroll. This is so funny. <laughs> Hold on. Like, Just yeah, looking really... gorgeous. Stunning. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh <laughs> my Sorry. god. It's I'm... Just <laughs> I won't be able to So many unemployed actors. There's so many incredible It's kind of like it's kind of like actors. Sarah Paulson playing Linda Tripp. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. <laughs> we probably could have found know. we probably could have found a Linda Tripp type. We could have found I mean, you know, Charlie's Infamously, did it yeah. for that Oscar, and it worked. But she never need, she never did it again. No, which which we respect. Which we, re- it's like tens only. I don't no, know. No, she, she she can't do that. No, she was with like, a Dior deal. Yeah. Don't do with it. a Dior deal, <laughs> honey. With a Dior yeah. deal, she's gonna be Aileen. That was oh another really horny thing. <laughs> So horny. Wow. So brilliant. Horny, oh my gosh. Wow. Well, listen. What the right. hell? I feel like one of the best things that anyone could possibly do. <sighs> would be to pick up I'll Show Myself Out, which is out on April 26th, which genuinely made me think and feel and laugh. And I just feel like I'm better for reading it. And it is going to make me reach out to my mother. Um, oh, and already has. Mother, and you, call your moms. And Jesse, you're like literally the best. You so, guys are so the wonderful. best. I cannot tell you how grateful and honored truly I am to be on this. And I'm going to watch Titanic tonight. And um, <laughs> with and, and show him, show him, <laughs> yeah, show him. Yeah, you yeah, should see. True. I'm going to show it to him. Yeah. Well, if he can turn out like you, I mean, oh, um, guys, thank you so You're much. You're the best. Thank you for coming on. I love that for you. Is is streaming on April 29th, and you better remember that, everyone. Yes. Um. And yeah, what do you say, Bo? End every episode with the song. I think we end every episode with the song. Will I hit Tabumala in the name of Bill? Yes, I swear. It's the truth. And I owe it all to you. Now you have to be the girl. <laughs> oh wait, I'm too horny. We have to go. We have to go. Bye. Bye. Yay. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? 
And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. 